Well, 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 well. Hello, hello. Another episode of Fresh Talk is Here we go us. again. Dan, what number are we on? This is 95. Oh, 95. Wow. Five away from the big one. Oh, oh. We got to do something special for that. Yeah. Have to do something special for that. Hmm. Crack some champagne or something. We'll have to think about that. We'll yeah. have to think about that. Wow, that's crazy. I was, you know, I was thinking as I was listening to the uh, powerful Fresh Talk theme song. What an interesting thing to do radio every day of your life. You and I get together once a week for like yeah. an hour. Yeah. But uh, like I guys that I listen to in the car and seven ten ESPN station I listen to a lot. What a weird thing do every it, day. And for hours a day, most of them do mm. four hours. You know, they do drive time in the morning or the afternoon. Usually four hour shifts. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be crazy to just constantly, I guess all day, you have to jot down little, oh, I need to mention that tomorrow on the air, or, oh, I got a good bit, or yeah. or just a subject you want to cover. It must be crazy. They're probably constantly watching the news and sports, you know, whatever their, their bailiwick is, they're bringing that shit in all the time. Don't you think it would also slack you out so oh, much? God, yeah. Because, you know, there's times when you and I get together and we ain't got shit to, that we're going to go over, and sometimes we do a little bit of research, but how many days out of the week are they like, you know what, what's going on? Okay, cool, I'm just going to wing this. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I think radio is easy, and I'm sure people in radio would be like, you know nothing, Jon Snow. That's true. But I think uh, I think it's in the scheme of jobs, it's got to be a pretty easy one. I mean, it's not like doing, not that we do TV, but... You don't have to look presentable. No. You can wear whatever you want. No. You can look like a schlub, which I normally do, and as long as you, you sound don't have good. To, you don't have to worry about what you're wearing. You don't have to worry no. about your look. You don't have to sit in a makeup chair for a couple minutes before you go on. I mean, these are things that you don't have to worry about. Yeah, you know? And, and, you know, we broadcast live on the internet sometimes. We're not right now, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, try to look presentable. You want to? I mean, even if you want to take like a week or something, you can do it during the commercial breaks. Where with TV, you're probably strapped in all sorts of mics and stuff and can't leave. And especially live TV. Yeah, live TV in particular. Yeah, crazy. That'd be interesting. Well, anyway, who gives a shit about that? (laughs) Uh, This is another episode of Fresh Talk. My name is Chris. I'm Dan. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Those of you who are with us, um, we finally did some technological advancements to the podcast. We've been threatening now for a while. Ever since we moved Ever to the garage. Ever since we moved, we've been threatening to do this. Let's not tell the world what it is just yet. Okay. Because we're going to try it. But um, first and foremost, Dan, um, year's kicking off. You know, we're moving towards February very fast. Yeah, we're we're, all, we're in the last week of uh, Huge January. Huge winter storm hit the East Coast a couple yeah, days af- ago. Yeah, after their 70-degree New Year's, yeah. uh, they had a crazy winter storm. Crazy winter storm. And uh, where I come from, Kate Mays, claim to fame, now officially is they were on a national newscast, and the the storm Just saw this picture was, minutes this ago. This is all true. <laughs> the storm was in a form on the Doppler, if you will. The lady was pointing it out on TV. The storm was in the, uh, was the shape of a huge... Penis. It's just the best thing. I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. Into the tip of Cape May, New Jersey, <laughs> where I live. So, um, it's, it, a, it's a cock and balls. If you haven't seen it, look up Cape May Dick, Cape May Cock on Twitter. Search it. It's amazing. So basically, this huge green penis cloud is slamming into my hometown. It's fantastic. It looks like it looks like basically Godzilla's dick is about to fuck the shit out of Cape May, New Jersey. Wouldn't be the first time. That's true. Uh, I can't make his other claim to fame where I came from is in the uh, terrible uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Um, at the very beginning, when oh, they man. show a map, they go up the East Coast. It's just like a map that they scan, but the particular map happens to have Kate May on it. So I remember being in the theater and thinking at the time, that's awesome, man. Kate May, it's huge. We finally made it. It's like on a map, you know? 
Ugh, wow. Interesting. Okay, Maze on, on every map of the East Coast. It is on a lot just because it's the tip yeah. and then you have that space there so you can stick it out in the ocean. You can write Cape May. Yeah. You know? Not to talk about Cape May sometime. That could be a good, interesting podcast. The we'll, have to, we'll have to get somebody from Cape, somebody else from Cape May on. True. Since yeah, I've only idea. visited, you know? One of the homeboys back I you know our, our, my buddy Jeff Small, uh, a.k.a. Habib. That was his nickname. Yeah. Um, he, he writes in a lot. Yeah, good dude. I haven't uh, seen him in quite a while, but he'd be a good guy to have on to talk some old uh, Kate May growing up. Totally. Yeah. Well, uh, with that said, um, let's get to our picks of the week, Dan. All righty. Anything turning you on or stoking you out or pumping you up lately? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little late to the game on this one. Uh, no surprise. The internet. <laughs> There's a thing called the internet. Do you like surfing the internet? <laughs> Little inside joke. Um, no, I, I finally this weekend I saw The Revenant. Oh, okay. And it fucking kicked my ass. It was so good. I loved it. Hmm. It was beautiful. Hmm. And I, I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but I talked about it with a couple other people. Hmm. And, you know, and I also just learned this, which I will regale you with in a second. So it was shot in only natural light. Okay. There was no artificial light in the entire shoot at I all. I did not know that. Which is, like, what a what a weird thing. Yes, it was shot. Well, of course it fucking was, but it just goes to show you how manufactured everything is to look oh, a certain God, way. Oh, yeah. But you, you forget about that when you don't make movies, when you only consume them, as I mostly do. You get, and it's like, oh, what a novel concept. They shot it in fucking sunlight. But that's really difficult to uh-huh. do. You get, like, you know, an hour to 90 minutes of, of shooting a day. I, what I didn't know is that the Black Stallion was also shot that way. <laughs> a little bit of trivia for you. Wow. But yeah, Usually was, you're not the guy coming with the movie <laughs> trivia, but you're I'm Black definitely Stallion not. references. <laughs> That's going way back. Uh, and yeah, it, it was it was awesome. I really really liked it. It was it was very deliberate. I mean, it was. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the goddamn yeah, Inaritu, the same guy that did Birdman. Okay, and they were very long, deliberate, gorgeous shots. The pacing was slow, uh, but it worked very very well. It was mm. fucking awesome. I'm gonna go count uh, a point counterpoint on okay. this because okay. I too saw the Revenant. Oh, so you. here's the situation. I agree with you in that I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was just absolutely gorgeous. The shots were incredible. I mean, they just they did stuff that I was watching it thinking I don't know how they did that. There's a shot of him leaning over uh, basically a cliff. And it seems as if the camera wraps around him and is hovering out. Uh, you know, it, on the well, in pr- the air in front was. of the cliff, and then comes back around. I mean, just remarkable. Some of the stuff, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. I'll give you that. Some good but quadcopter piloting. What did you think about the story? Because I just there was something that was missing. And listen, I wanted to like this. I I, I mean, I went in stoked, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Rally. I did not. I did not not enjoy it. But it just seemed like the end just kind of went bloop 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 done. I will agree with you that the end. And it was long. It was a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's not a short one. It's mainly Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Crapio, Leonardo DiCaprio basically goes on the worst camping trip of all time. Yes. In Montana, yeah. I think. I don't know. And, and the acting is not so much acting as it is physical acting. What he did, oh, for, I, you know. Yeah, the, absolutely. But I think the acting was fantastic. Tom Hardy was just incredibly he's incredible. Good. He was he's, so good. I, I think he's the Brando of our generation, man. Everything he, he is he can do in, anything. Every I know everything he's in is good. We've talked about the drop, but I loved the drop. Have you got to No, I haven't so I haven't watched it. Got to see it. You'd love All right. it. You you really would like it. First off, it's him and he's awesome. It's the last James Gandolfini movie and it revolves around uh, the right, dog. Right, right, right. It's right up your alley, dude. It's it it's slow pace, but if you if you commit to the whole thing and watch it, you will that you'll get to the end and be like 
okay, that was badass. Yeah. <laughs> All real, right. Real under But he's a great actor. Tom Hardy's incredible. And so is Leonardo DiCaprio. No, These he, are two of the better actors good. of our the, time. The, the big scene, you know, it's not a spoiler. Everybody knows there's a fucking scene with a bear. It was just tragic and brutal. And it made me wonder what these the guys who did the CGI for that, like what they had to research to be able to put the scene together. Must have been nuts, and it, like I can't even comprehend. How do you figure out? And how- that was all not a real bear, right? <laughs> Obviously, no. Um, but it, it it was so it was so intense and real looking. I it mean, was like, crazy. For, the CGI has just gone to a whole new world, man. And it was uh, it was good. Like I was kind of I was gripped the entire film. Like it it was slow. Things weren't moving very quickly. They're in the snow and it's fucking cold and they can't move very fast. Fine. The action is there, but it's not crazy action all the time. It's not Mad Max. Okay. I was in. I was uh-huh. like just on the edge of my seat like, fuck, this is so good. There was so much tension. Uh-huh. The acting when there was he acting was fabulous. just didn't feel like the, the end left me really dry, man. It was just kind of like, well, I just went on this huge journey. My revenge level is at the ultimate like, you know, Denzel Washington equalizer level. And it was just kind of like, it just ended very abrupt to me, I thought. So did you want Denzel Washington to come in at that scene and equalize them? Because like, Yeah, that would have been awesome. I, I, how else would you would have would you have ended it though? Well, you I mean, know? I feel where, like we're, where, we're where would it have it, gone? We're just kind of moving into spoilers and stuff, but it was uh, well, I'll, fuck it, it was a spoiler. He's about to kill this dude that we did all these horrible things to him and set him up. He finds him immediately, right? And then all of a sudden as he's about to kill him, all of a sudden the Indians who he, you know, helped this one Indian lady. They just happen to randomly show up right at the exact moment these two guys are having a freaking battle for life and death, and then he just shoots the dude across the river and gets killed by the Indians. It just was all just like, blah, 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 blah. Even the flashbacks to his wife, I thought, were a little weird. I didn't think they established that well. Like, I think they should have made his son more of the flashback to get that relationship that he had with him, you know? Hmm. I thought it had some issues. But I thought it was gorgeous i literally thought it was just one of the more breathtaking films i've ever seen it was stunning the shots it was stunning and and great opening intro oh yeah and just you know that i was listening to another discussion of it on a different podcast and i hadn't seen it yet. i was seeing it that evening Uh and they were talking about just attention span in general and how editing and filmmaking and storytelling has changed over the years because we've gotten better at it we're better at interpreting the story we don't need everything to be spelled out for us oh interesting shots are really quick uh, edits are really quick, yeah. and the masterful editors will leave the last scene where the your eye needs to be in the next scene so that it's more cohesive. And this just broke all of those rules because uh-huh. it was like, we're doing long shots, fuck you, fuck you, jump cuts. And Very much were, a 60s, 70s Western feel. But, very long. but they didn't feel boring. They didn't feel like, okay, I get it. They're, yeah. It wasn't like Lord of the Rings where they're, like, I, they're walking, which, by the way, I love that movie. Um, Do you think uh, he's going to get best actor? I think the bear will. <laughs> yeah, the bear I mean, was good. The ultimate, you know, fucking because I, I did read another article before, long before I saw the movie that said, you know, one of the one of the main characters of this film is nature mm. because it's such a. It really is a part of the pardon film, the yeah. pun. It's such a bear. Yeah, um, it's like a Discovery Channel, like nature, kind of. Yeah. So you know, when I was talking about it with my buddy and, and Jacqueline as we watched, I was like, it'd be really a, a fuck you if the Oscar gave Oscar went to nature. Like, mm-hmm. oops, sorry, Leo. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get it. I haven't yeah, seen the sure. other Oscar movies yet, okay. so I can't say. But he was very good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked it. I'm excellent. in. Go see it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, great film. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely worth seeing. I don't want to say I didn't like it. I just 
wanted to like it a little more than I did, but I really liked aspects of it. See, I was kind of surprised at how much I actually did like it. I was like, fuck, man, I am into this. Mm-hmm. Kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah. Uh, I myself saw a film recently, and that's what I'll rave about. Um, we all know Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, if anybody's never watched that, you've, you're missing out on and something very incredible. The show from the god late '80s, early '90s, where they would basically, you know, parody, make fun of old, crappy, weird, cheesy movies, and mm-hmm. it was a guy and two robots, and they were puppets, and the puns and one-liners. But it's very intelligent. The thing that I learned about that show as I got older was how the jokes were so highbrow, very smart, very oh, clever. Yeah. You know? Oh, very smart. Um, well, the the one gentleman is bringing back Mystery Science. Th- Theater 3000, bringing back the original name, bringing Patton Oswalt on board for oh it. God, they raised some money. So it's going to be amazing. However, the two of, well, three of the other gentlemen who used to do Mystery Science Theater that aren't the original guy, Joel, uh, was his replacement, Mike, and the two guys that play the robots. They do something called Riff Tracks, which is mm-hmm. Mystery Science That's Theater. Awesome. And occasionally they go to a movie theater and they'll show a live presentation. So they'll go. We should say it's, it's MST3K, but in podcast form. So they. They do the riff track as a podcast, and then you can play it along with the movie you're watching gotcha. to hear their commentary okay. Okay. as though it's done like the movie. But they also occasionally do uh, live showings where you can go to the movie theater, and they're making fun of it in a theater That's in Tennessee, like standing in front of the screen, making fun of it, having fun, and you're watching that performance you know, in California or wherever you live. So I went to one of those. I went with Owen and Owen's uh, son, Tyler, who is basically <laughs> a grown-ass man now. And, he is. And, and a buddy of his. No, Owen didn't go. I just took Tyler. He's my godson. So I took Tyler and his buddy. So it was me, Tyler and his buddy, and a movie theater full of stone cold nerds. We're pretty nerdy guys. Dan, we were fucking James Dean up in this theater. I mean, it was next level shit. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like like the comic book guy from fucking Simpsons, like a theater full of those dudes, you know, for reals. That's amazing. Um, because it's some nerdy ass shit. It's very I mean, nerdy. It's going very to see nerdy. that on a Thursday and night. And it's hilarious. Yeah, riff tracks. And, but the movie that they riffed was, and I'm going to ask you about this because I think you're, you're familiar with it, was uh, my sound's going out a little bit here. Things are cutting. It's in your headphones. Pull out my headphones. Okay, the movie they riffed was Starship Troopers. You know, I've never seen that start to finish. God damn it! You know why? Because <laughs> I've never seen it start to finish. <laughs> One of my friends is in it, but I've never seen it. Really? Like uh, in the very beginning, and some he's an extra. So what's bizarre about this is, first off. The riff tracks was hilarious. They made fun of it. The giant bugs killing everybody. Jake Busey. I mean, we laughed and laughed. I mean, great jokes. You would have loved it. It was really, really up your alley. Really funny. Great experience. But here's the B-U-T but. I had never seen Starship Troopers. And I don't know how I missed it. I don't know what was going on. I had friends that loved it. I remember our our original bass player. I mean, literally when we were kids. Loved that movie. It was a sci-fi movie. It was kind of like a, um, uh, uh, you know, it was sort of modern, but it had... I didn't realize it had so much of a high school edge to it. I didn't get that it was almost like the first 25, 30 minutes of that. These people are basically graduating high school. So there's like a dance and there's like a weird, I mean, it's See, my friend is in, is in the dance. No kidding. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So, so basically uh, it was very, I was more tripped out on the flick. Like, is that considered a terrible film in hindsight, or is it beloved? Because it it holds it's, up poorly. There's some both. cheesy, cheesy stuff, you know? I mean, the biggest thing that came out of that was Blur, so. Blur, what? 
just their they were in the commercials with Woo-hoo! oh was that, that the starship? Song. Oh, okay. oh my god it was everywhere yeah so i just didn't really know starship troopers and i just found it bizarre and it was just bizarre does that make sense so people were going to see it knowing it they're all laughing at stuff that they knew but i'm actually watching starship troopers and i'm like they make this like this is kind of really terrible <laughs> like you know like i can't i thought it was a better movie than that i really did because there's some people that really kind of stand by that flick but it seems like very period of piece it was like 90210 yeah. in space like i didn't realize <laughs> it was that i thought it was more gritty sci-fi you know what i mean so when it was like i'm crispin glover and i know that was his big movie and jake Busey, and they're trying to make these dudes stars and they're like you know it was weird man and with the movie kind of like in a strange way i'm like what was this? What did I just watch? You know? <laughs> um, and the best thing is uh, Hank from Breaking Bad is in the movie. Oh, is he? Bit part. Bit part. Comes on and no one's, they're not referencing it. And you're like, you really think that they like, you know, um, would reference that? Because, you know, what else has that guy done? It's Hank, you know? He was in and, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh, that's true. And as everyone's leaving, as, as these people are leaving the room and the Hank character looks at them as they leave, he's like, hey, kid. Sorry, you caught a bad break. You know, and the theater just blew <laughs> up. You know what I mean? That's how clever it was. But it was so. My, my rave is for riff tracks and mystery science theater and those type of comedy movies. I'd like to talk about them more. I'd love to do a whole episode on mystery science theater. We could do that. Yeah. Um. But uh, seeing it live was a great experience. Really funny if you get to see these riff tracks where they make fun of the movies live. But also Starship Troopers. What a weird movie. Your, your anti-rave. I couldn't just get my head around it. It was fucking really trippy. It was like, imagine somebody from the future being frozen and forced to watch Starship Troopers in a movie theater, and it's this very 90s kind of movie. Isn't you that know? part of the opening to Robot Chicken? <laughs> no, it's not. But. It's crazy. Well, so th- those are our two things. Well, Dan, um, topic this week, and it's not so much a topic as we mentioned that our technology has now gone to a new world. A new a whole new world, as it were. When we were in our old studio, uh, where we recorded the first uh, 70 episodes yeah. of uh, Fresh Talk, um, as longtime listeners know, we we're in a real proper music studio, archive studios. Our real buddy deal. John was great there. Through various reasons, from John's studio getting busy to which everybody's personal schedules, we moved on to now record it in your parents' basement, which we call the barrage. Not a real studio. Not a real studio. But you have a hell of a setup going on here. Doing I'm very okay. Proud of you. Doing you, okay. You've been learning and going along the things. One of the things that we missed out on has basically just been me and you here because we didn't really have the ability to have guests in right. studio. John right. had all sorts of headphones and setups, and we've been threatening to get our call-in feature going, meaning we would be able to have guests, meaning we would be able to have people come on and we can interview people. I mean, literally, we have a laundry list of people that have been interested in being on the podcast, people that we want to invite, people that we just want to talk to and have conversations with that we just literally have not been able to have the technology to do it because literally we haven't had the Skype thing set up. Correct. Yet you have now accomplished this great achievement. I finally made it happen and I, you know, I've been... Since since we've moved to this new underground basement studio at my parents' house, I have been researching how to make this happen with my meager setup, and basically what it amounted to is that I just had to spend some money on some software. So okay, I've done that. Okay, and now we can have guests. Now we can have guests, and with that said, this is a test. So we have to make sure that this works. Hopefully this podcast will air. But we have our first ever guest on Fresh Talk 2.0 via our new phone call Skype operation. And we're going to bring him on right after these words. Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our very first guest, he's a longtime friend of ours, a longtime friend of the show, and a longtime listener. A round of applause, please, for all the way from the freezing United Kingdom, our good friend, Graham. Hey, he's alive, Graham. Yeah, sorry, you caught me. I was googling um, bear fucking. With oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so you, you may see the movie too. You may want to be careful with that if you're familiar with the what, uh, what uh, home movie. <laughs> uh, Graham, uh, how? First off, uh, testing, testing. How is the connection? I can hear you. I, I, I think you can hear me. No, um, you sound pretty solid. No, you sound all right. You sound like you're Skype, on a man. cell phone it's outside a your parents' invention. house. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell the listener about you very quickly, Graham, so they have a background in case they're like, who the fuck is this? Graham um, is a very close friend of ours, just personally, but uh, more importantly, or first and foremost, we met Graham when he uh, came to a show that we played in the United Kingdom. I believe, Graham, tell me if I'm wrong, but we were opening up for Bowling for Soup, and I feel like it was Norwich, but I could be wrong. Uh, Birmingham, maybe? I think... Okay. It was it was soup anyway. Okay, um, we were, we were open up for Bowling for Soup, and we met you literally at a merch table. Just a dude came up, cruising, talking. Um, very fast forwarding, be, through time became friends. Uh, your band and there was FX. there was a um, <laughs> there was a cease and desist order in there. Somewhere, yeah, there's a cease you know. and desist order. Um, your band I'm on Skype and not <laughs> over there. You exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, your band AMFX was produced by Aaron. He did one or two of your recordings, I believe. Is that correct? You did too, yeah. That's so right. Did too. I believe I did guest vocals on one of those songs. You did. What you did. what what is that song for anyone that wants to go out there and see one of my uh, low points musically? <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't even tell you where it. I think it's on our Facebook, possibly. Okay. It's a free download somewhere. There's a free I'll download. Try. I I did vocals on one of Graham's songs. Graham's band was called AMFX. And they were legit classic pop punk in the best sense of the word. Is that fair to say, Graham? Yeah, no beards, no no check shirts, no yeah. no screaming. I mean, sonically, um, I always kind of thought you guys had an MXPX feel. I'll take that. I, yeah. I will take MXPX, yeah. mainly because we, you know, ripped off their name by mistake. Yep. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Pulling an alphabet out the hat. I, I was so lucky to get that X. But... <laughs> so, so, um, so, Graham, you, uh, I say was in the band AMFX because very recently you finally retired the band. The band is 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 no longer with us, and and we'll we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but you might not want to on the basis that it's still going. I buckled. I couldn't. <laughs> so okay, we'll you, get you canceled. The cancel. <laughs> You've canceled the cancel. Oh man, just crazy. I'm, there goes there I'm goes my intro. Breaking news. <laughs> anyway, well, so for listeners out there, b- bottom line is Graham goes way back with us. He's one of our closest friends in the United Kingdom. He uh, and then he ultimately also beyond having a great band and. AMFX turned uh, into our driver. So now when we go over there, Graham usually helms the wheel when we go on van tours. Which is why we can't talk too much shit on this podcast because A, he drives <laughs> us and B, he's got some of my equipment in his room still. So yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it's still left. Yeah. I forgot. He also houses some of our equipment. So we've had a lot of adventures with Graham. He's a very good friend. Obviously, uh, a lot of times he writes in and we talk about uh, some of the things he mentions on Twitter. So we're like, you know what? And Graham's actually been on the podcast before when he was visiting yeah, in two, the United States. Two or three States. times, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Graham, Graham is like, a longtime uh, friend of ours, so we figured he'd be a great guy to test our new interview Skype uh, capabilities with, and so far, so good. Seems to be working. 
way, way, way to blow the big moment. Yeah, yeah. Could have, could have got Wheatus. Could have no, got Brandon. Well, yeah, we gotta be careful, you know. You know, you don't, you don't start with the steak, you know. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we didn't want to have it blow up on Brandon. Exactly. We figured. I'll take it. I'll be the garlic bread. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, good way to put it. A good role. You're a starter. Um, so Graham, where are we speaking to you from? Like, explain where you are, uh, and what time it is. More importantly, because we are in different situations. It is currently. Uh, let's look at the phone. It's coming up to three a.m. Oh my God! What are you? I'm why are you up so early? So don't worry about that. Uh. Yeah. Why? Why are you up so late or early? What's? What's? Do you stay up this late always, or literally are you yeah, doing us yeah, a favor? Just insomnia. Just why I'm such a good driver. I uh, thought that's because you were awake at this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. That, that's just. It's cold, it's, and I'm sat in my car. Uh-huh. Right? Now, it's, now how? Because cold? I can't. I can't speak in house. I've been. Uh, I Skyped Kai uh, last month, and the parents weren't happy. I kept them awake, by all accounts. Are you kidding? about Star Wars, so, so I've, I've had to retreat to the car in the driveway in two degrees. So, Graham, you, uh, you obviously you've made it clear that you live with your parents, and you're saying that you are now sitting in a car in freezing weather because last time you were on the phone this late, you woke up your parents. Yeah, pretty much. Rock and roll, people. Rock and roll. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you are, are sitting— Are you sitting in the Porsche, at least? Oh, damn it. I wish, man. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. And another thing is you live on what could be considered a farm. Is that fair to say? Uh, well, we, we've got horses and a field. Um, so Works for me. It's a horse farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, 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 a ranch, I guess. A ranch. Let's say ranch. It, it makes us sound classy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'd be a lot of work, but God, it would be damn cool if you hopped on one of those horses and conducted this interview while trotting through the English countryside. I'm on a horse. <laughs> You'd be like the old Spice guy. <laughs> the old Spice guy. Great. Cool. Now, so do you have sheep on this farm? No, no, no. We, we, we live in the middle of nowhere. Oh, you're uh, just, you're sorry. You're just outside of Wales. Yeah. My, my mistake. Yeah, we are literally a nice, yeah, we are right. Let's, less of the Welsh jokes. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm very bitter about that at the moment. Okay. Um, but they, um, no, it's, it's the, you know, it's the arse end of nowhere. Um, we're surrounded by fields, fields in more fields. Um, some yeah. with cow shit, some with and, animals. And not to get too deep, but we have spent time on this the ranch, yeah, the the Graham Ranch. Yeah, we've stayed there. It's beautiful. Graham Ranch, yeah, totally nice, great. But it, I always got the feeling, and you have confirmed this to me, but maybe we could talk about it a little bit. It looks like a place that f- would feel very lonely in the winter. The town in general, where you are, is is that a fair assumption? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I've got friends around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they say the band's... You mean, you mean your parents? Bit, but, yeah. <laughs> Mum is my best friend. Leave her alone. She's uh, lovely. No, but I, I find the UK <laughs> to be a little kind of lonely and depressing in general in, in the winter. I couldn't imagine living because you're kind of out there. Like you're, you're a little remote. You're pretty remote. So you're in. You, I mean, yeah. how, how do you, how, how do you get through the winter? To get everywhere, how, basically. Yeah, you know, I, I can't normally have a night out um, uh-huh. on the on the on the pub because um, I have to drive back, even if it's. You know, five miles to the closest town. I still can't really afford that taxi, so it's a case of, you know, I have to. I'm always the designated driver, so uh-huh. yeah, it's a little kind of. I am out. There's the sticks, and then I'm in the outside of the sticks. I guess <laughs> would be the best way of putting it. I mean, gotcha. So, uh, how how do you how do you get through the winters over there, man? Like, what what's what's the key to surviving a UK winter in a remote uh, village? Draw the shades. Okay. And delete your browser history, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> You just plow through. <laughs> okay. You could get your own computer, I guess, yeah. but 
Now, yeah. Grant, you you another thing um, that uh, the listener needs to know about you beyond beyond being a huge music fan and a music aficionado and a musician yourself, um, you are a huge and when I say huge, uh, almost obsessive supporter of the Liverpool Football Club. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, no, yeah it's bordering on obsessive. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've been to the house. I mean, you've seen. <laughs> and, and it's a family thing. It's not just you. Your whole family has a yeah, long no, I mean, history. I, I was born into it. Uh, my parents' honeymoon was at one of the um, the finals that the club got to wow. and won. So I just didn't stand it. I'm named after a former captain no of the club. So, I mean, I don't stand a chance really, did I? Wow, that's intense. Now, where, um, wh- how are they doing this year? Last night, we reached a final for the first time in four years. So, yay, go us. Um, but over, we got a new manager. He's German. He, he's crazy. His name's Jurgen Klopp. If Americans want to Google that, they'll okay. love him because he he gives the strangest, but yes, you know, most hilarious interviews you've ever seen in sport. Now, when you say they reached a, a final, like, do they get to play this final coming up, or have they already played it, or what's the situation there? We get to play the final. It was the semi-final or the semi-final, if you like. Semi. Um, the semi. Um, last night, uh, it's the first cup competition of the, the domestic calendar, so in the English you know, leagues. Um, and that's at the end of February now. We, we all go to Wembley in London. Uh, oh, cool. It's us versus um, one of the Manchester teams. Are you, are you going to go? Uh, I, I'm probably not going to get a ticket because only 30,000 have been allocated in the 90,000 stadium. So wow. I'm, I'm pretty low down the pecking order. What, uh, what, now, you say, th- yeah, I mean, that is just mind-blowing. When you say 30,000, that's 30,000 allocated for Liverpool fans? Yeah, thirty thousand for Liverpool, thirty thousand uh, for Man City. And then what happens to the other thirty? Corporate, just it's, corporate tickets. It's it's ridiculous. Wow, like, and, and how do, how do they determine that thirty? What if sixty thousand man people come and buy the Liverpool tickets? That's got to happen, right? And uh, well, let's they, say they, they they'll all be gone on pre-sale, basically. Um, mm. If you've been to so many games in the cup run. They'll, yeah, they'll, um, they'll clock it under your name. So if you've been to say four games this season in this cup competition, uh-huh. you get the first dibs on yeah. you know, the ticket. You get offered it first. Um, understanding and then it kind of spirals down. Understanding fucking English football literally makes my head spin, and not how to play <laughs> the game. The the brackets, the leagues, the cups, the games, how they yeah. sell tickets. It's, it's fucking insanity, dude. It's like it's as crazy as having. Two leagues that kick a ball around and throw it around in the Americas, and then at the end of the season, they start a new season to find out who's in the finals, which are coming up shortly. It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I just don't what? understand. <laughs> exactly. It's a, that's American yeah. football. That's American, yeah, so I, I, but, I but American, American football, football, you can figure out. There's two teams playing at the end to win the whole thing. I mean, Graham's off to a stadium, and he's saying they're not even the winning team. I just don't understand it. Well, not yet. Not yet. It's the final. It's, um, you know, it's... They, the but venue. did they win um, the Premier League if they win this game? <laughs> no, 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 we won't win that for a while either. Uh, <laughs> See, it's insanity. You're in some <laughs> final in front of 90,000 people, but you're not playing the big game. How many leagues oh. are there? Right, so there's, in Europe or all around the world, there's loads and loads of leagues. Uh, but basically, the English system is this. We have, <laughs> we have a top-tier league, which three get relegated from. And then there's lower leagues where teams come up every year. If you win that, you're the league champions. Along with the league, you can play for two domestic cups, which we're in the final of one now. The other one's in May. 
Jesus Christ, uh, I'm already lost. Yeah, wake me up. Yeah, I this know. And then this, and Thanks for killing our the, our listenership, dude. The, Ratings are just plummeting right now. <laughs> I remember your face when, let's say, when you stayed here. My dad, you were trying to get my dad to explain it to you, and he's not the brightest or best when it comes to describing things. But your face was a picture, Chris. Yeah. I've never seen anything. It was like one of those chimps trying to get like the the ants <laughs> with a stick out of a tree. Yeah, I was I was monkey. Don't see, don't tell, don't talk all <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I've tried to, <laughs> I've tried to get my head around it because I, I love how um, English football, if you will, the celebrations, the, the loyalty, the passion, the history. I love all of that. That's the biggest sport in the world. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the singing and, and, you know, your guys' theme song being that you'll never walk alone and how, you know, when you walk onto the field, there's that sign there and you touch it and the whole place and there's people talking about strapping themselves to fucking gurneys up in the stands and dying and I, <laughs> all that shit. I love, man. But the game itself, it's like, hell, can we just kind of, I don't know. Can like we, Oh look, another tie game. Huh. Yeah, can we take like <laughs> can we take the sport of American football and put all the cool shit that you guys do over there with it? Because that would be the best shit ever. Like if everybody was singing and there was all this history and freaking Buddy Holly and the cricket songs playing and you'll never <laughs> walk in this world again. I'll kill my mother, fucking bitch. She was rooting for Everton. I love all that. <laughs> I love that say, shit. But. Give, it an, give it another 50 years. You know, NFL <laughs> could get there, I guess, possibly. Uh, I don't know. Well, um, hey, I have, and I, I mentioned this to you on Twitter that I had to tell you a story, and I'm going to share it with the listeners because I think they'll get a real kick out of it, but Creed, new Rocky movie comes out. Oh, again with the Rocky right? movie. Right? It's I thought great. you were talking about Creed the band again. <laughs> no, no, no. Creed, the new Rocky movie comes out. Uh, very fast, at the very end, Creed's son, Apollo Creed's son, fights a fictional guy who's a real boxer in real life, and the movie's fictional, but he is a supporter of the Everton Football Club, okay? And he's from Liverpool. The character or the actor? The, the actor and the character. The actor the and the character. Okay, so they just rolled yeah. it into... Yeah, so they went, apparently, and filmed the big final fight scene in the Everton, would you call it stadium, Graham? Is that what you call it? Yeah, it's called, it's called Goodison Park or Shithole or you okay. know, Shed. Because that's your enemy. That's that's your rival yeah. club. They're, okay. they're the local rivals. Same city, two teams. Apparently, Sylvester Stallone is a fan of this team or has some connection to them. I don't know exactly he, what the deal is. I don't know how it came about, but he is he, he's supposedly their number one. You know, he's their big fan. He's their celebrity fan. You know, Every time he's over, he's put in front of the cameras. It's and, insane. But so, so yeah, he's, he's a fan of this club. We have Samuel Jackson. I mean, they can't really push sly really okay. I, I okay. gotta be honest we've got the call the fucking celebrity as well i mean they're okay. screwed aren't they really we got brad pitt we've got brad and joe yeah you got kai, you got kai dodson yeah we yeah. got dodson i have converted dodson that, that so and a buck 75 will get you a small coffee <laughs> yeah. um so anyway uh good quick story basically so the big fight scenes happening in this everton football club right and everybody uh, they must have done a cast not a casting call with Dan, but an open like dude be in the rocky movie sure. it's filming in the uk i assume I that people filmed it at half time oh, is that what they did the game so the stadium's okay. full um, and they just got some crowd shots, basically. Um, okay. And did they so go somewhere know. else to actually them. film the fight scenes or something like that? Like, yeah, I guess they green screened them, sure the, you know, the stadium in and around them, possibly afterwards. Oh. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, so remember. here's the whole point: the stadium is filled. People are going ape shit. Dan is a ring. It's a, it's shot really well. I mean, it's awesome. It's rocking. It's different because it's not like in an arena. You're in a football field. Everybody's there for this this character, this pretty Ricky, and everybody's cheering everybody is decked out in Everton gear. The whole place is blue. 
and so help me God. I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, one guy, and he's like in the fucking second row. He's not off in the distance. One guy must have been a Graham-style Liverpool fanatic. Nut job. Right? Sneaks into this fucking event, knows he's going to be in a Rocky movie, right? And literally, in the middle of the big freaking fight they're announcing the dudes, you see some guy hurl up with a freaking Liverpool scarf, red <laughs> as fuck. I mean, like, you literally, you're watching it on the screen and your eyes are brought to it. Of course. Because it's the only, I mean, and he is just, Graham, he is rocking it with so much fucking pride. And you know in about 30 seconds he's going to be assaulted. Uh, he's dead. He's yeah, dead. He's yeah. dead. But he did not give a shit. He went in there, and he's wearing blue. He went in with blue colors, wrapped his Liverpool <laughs> scarf underneath, and then literally when they said, all right, probably you know, they told the crowd, go wild, it's your turn, you know. Yeah. Boom, cameras are on, and he just fires it up like he knew that was the ultimate act of defiance and i feel like i'm the only guy that figured this out but i swear to god like he should be in the liverpool football club hall of fame i mean it was such <laughs> it was such a heroic i mean flat out heroic stance liverpool you know? should at least buy him a pint at their little club over there uh-huh just wild. Just wild, man. It was great. It was so cool. I thought of you, Graham. I was like, that's Graham. That he is- would sneak in there. If, you know, his old, old, his, he would actually be in danger, and he would just bust that fucker out to get it in the Rocky movie, you know? <laughs> so when it comes out on DVD or, or video on demand, whatever, you got to watch it because you'll see the guy. You can't miss it. I mean, it is legit. And I just, I'm stunned. I guess they couldn't cut it out. I guess it was literally like, they probably didn't even notice, but I'm telling you, you notice, you watch they it. They could have color corrected that or something. Color corrected. They probably yeah. didn't give a shit. Uh-huh. They probably thought that we better give him one little moment, yeah. possibly. <laughs> I don't throw know. Liverpool a little bone. Oh, that's it was, incredible. It was so badass, though, dude. It was so great. I just loved it. Um, well, Graham, hey, uh, let's. Uh, with all that aside, um, again, we're testing this out. We wanted to make sure it could work. We wanted to check in with you. But word on the street is on some of our recent topics, especially making a murderer and Star Wars. You you had some things that you wanted to contribute to the conversation. You were all fired up. You said, "You got to get me on. You got to get me on." What what is on your mind, Graham? Reviewing the the most recent Fresh Talk episodes, if you well all right where do, where do we want to start do we want to go chronologically here do we want to go star wars and then making a murder that's up just... to you sir yeah that's up Ooh. to you all right let's go make even might i have a mute button at my disposal okay. i mean you know making murder is fantastic let's okay. be honest about it it's okay. slow burn to begin with i'll admit you thought it was slow at the beginning i thought the first episode <sighs> was just off and running well I, I, it was just a case of you knew what was i knew what was coming in you know it, it, i didn't even you know research or anything you just thought please frame hick <laughs> yeah that's what we're getting that was the working and that was the working of, title yeah i mean at the end of the day and it was that and you're kind of thinking how is it going to grip me in any way and then it turns out that they found him guilty after it and then all of a sudden like when the trial comes around and they're finding all these different things you know like the vial of blood and stuff and it just explodes it, you're just like I, i'm sorry it, the, the, what how how you just can't i couldn't it was me trying to it was like you trying to figure out football chris <laughs> but me trying to figure out the american justice system i just couldn't believe it and the more it went you know it, the deeper it got and how how you know it, it got obscene 
Yeah, guys, that's gets not a bad way to put it. It's hard to even talk about. You find yourself stumbling because so much goes through your mind. So you came around because initially you weren't feeling that, and I was so stunned. I thought that would be so up your alley, but you're telling me after you watched it, as it went on, you finally got what all the hoopla was about. Yeah, yeah. I say, like I say, the first few episodes, I just, I honestly, I hold my hands up. I feel bad now because I just thought, please frame Hick, and it's all about him getting off and taking the police down. But he doesn't. There's no exactly this. Well, it, like, it, what it, the fuck? In a weird bit of of crossover news that we have covered on Fresh Talk many, many times. The Manitowoc Sheriff's Department tweeted, obviously it's not them, this is the thing. Thanks to our new search and rescue team, we have located the missing flight MH370 on the Avery compound. Suspect already in custody. It's like a picture of the plane crashed on their compound. It's That's fucking awesome. Hilarious. That's awesome. So, so, Graham, is that getting any buzz over in the UK? Because over in the States, I mean, literally, for the past couple of weeks, I mean, it's crazy. It's just kind of the talk of the town. I mean, it's everywhere. Is it that much of a phenomenon over there, or is it more of an it American seems, thing? It seems seems it's everybody's talking about it. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as big as America because, you know, it, 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 you know lo- location-wise, it's not really proxy to us. And, sure. And you know, we can kind of sweep it under the rug if needs be. But it, it's just, you know, I've spoken to people. I got, I got my, you know, Ben um, from Redemption in on it. Um, I've told Amy and Trenta to get in on it. Just, it's... God, you just need to talk to someone about it. And luckily, you, you there's do. always somebody online that you could talk to. Yeah, about. That's, that's you know, they're out there. Yeah, it, it, you just need to talk to somebody about it. It's one of those weird things you just are just drawn to just you just talk about it. So, so with that said, Graham, in your opinion, after watching it and being a little skeptical early on, is Stephen Avery guilty? Is the nephew, Brandon Dassey, guilty? And guilty or not do they deserve new trials what who first up Stephen avery guilty not guilty does he deserve a trial not guilty not guilty not straight off the bat nephew not guilty double not guilty huh also police did it there's my i'm I'm fully behind i mean i'm not one of these tinfoil hat walking back and forth in the corner thinking you know conspiracy theories everywhere but the so police did it. The police, For Christ's sake, the police did it. You, I mean, you, you what, think the police, woman's life. the police found her leaving the property, murdered her, and left her car on Avery's, Avery's property. Okay, here's, here's my logic behind it. They are about to lose everything, right? They're, 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 we're talking millions, he's suing it. Was it 30 million plus 36, 36, 36 million. So not only their careers are done, their lives are done. They're probably going to get some um, criminal proceedings brought against them in some way over a private, I don't know if you have like, you know, a private court system, you know, where you can take them to, you know, avoid all the, the hoo-ha of, you know, normal court, like you can privately prosecute someone. Um, so the, small you know, claims court, but this Those, is a bit ahead of that. Yeah, I so say these officers are royally screwed. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their livelihood. They're losing the force over there. Because like you say, if he sues them, they're bankrupt completely gone hmm. you What's think that that would drive them to commit to fucking murder that are proven to be scumbags let's be honest they're assholes from but, the off but this is an innocent woman you think they're capable of murdering her just to just to get him get to his uh his yeah. his lawsuit done 36 that's extreme million. that's but these guys are dickheads at the end of the day i mean like i said they've always had a grudge against him Perhaps mm. they just saw an opportunity. Perhaps they were planning it to a degree. But there's just a whole bunch of things that you just think, this guy 
36 million on his way, or a stupid amount of money on his way, even if he doesn't get the whole sum. He's, you know, he's come out of prison. He's got his girlfriend now. That's going to be his wife. He's turning his life around. Why the hell would he kill just a random bird? Well, you and I wouldn't because we're... Yeah. Well, see, the three of us were normal people. We would not lose $36 million to kill someone who took pictures for a local auto trader. Not at all. But if he's nuts, if he's a killer, if he's not all... If he's not screwed together correctly, you probably would do that, right? Well, he kept himself together in prison. I mean, you know, if, if you're a little mentally unhinged, surely you would go after the coppers and try and cover <laughs> your tracks. Why the hell would you burn someone in, outside your own bedroom bloody window? You've got a car crusher. Crush the car in that. Don't hide it behind some twigs. I mean, it, it, <laughs> Probably it, the best argument just... from the whole show is like, they have a car crusher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah and, the, and, the tw- and the twigs is rough, too. Like, at least put a tarp over it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, try. he's got tarps there, like. Carpet, maybe? There was know. a pool, for Christ's sake, next to it on the map. Drive it into the pool. Have it a Viking burial or something. Yeah. You don't need to put twigs up against it. I mean, hmm. it, it, and the thing is, is well, then, this is what I, I thought of today, and it just kind of clicked. It just happened to be the person murdered a young woman. Well-liked young woman. That's just like PR central. It's not like he killed a homeless guy. Or punched a homeless guy, or that you know anything know like that. Yeah, it's the case of oh, it just happens to be the perfect thing to get the public on side against. Wow, innocent young woman. It's so, just a dream for them. So they've just seen it and gone for it. Damn. So you just buy a hook, line, and sinker. Both of them are completely innocent, in your opinion. Yeah, I, I, I just think they like say if you're going to murder someone after coming out of prison, you're going to do a better job at fucking hiding it. At the end of the day, and you know they're not the you know the Brady, you know the brainy bunch. At the end of the day, um, but he's not stupid, this Stephen. I mean, he's not retarded like you know the other, the nephew or whatever his name is. Um, uh, I'd but... like to really quickly say that the uh, thoughts of any guests on Fresh Talk and <laughs> terminology of, of any course, races or cultures side. are not the you thoughts know... of Dan or Chris. So you go know on, how Dan. litigious we are here, yeah, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> retarded, not the preferred nomenclature, dude. Yeah. Okay, here's the, here's the deal. UK, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry, America. Please don't dump any more of our tea. We're so sorry about that. Um, so, you know, they're not stupid. I, love I mean, tea. the kid is, but he's he's not murderous. You know. No. Well, I, I think mean, that's what we discussed. They're trying to say he's one level up from tying this girl to some railway tracks with a cape and a monocle and just <laughs> waiting for the train while grinning. You know, it's it's just so stupid. And the nice stuff use of the word monocle, by the way. Yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, I'm... Wow. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully... Wow. Say, and it's the thing is, the mentality we get over here in the UK, we kind of see those American, for, you know, the police forces in those small towns, those... They've got God complexes uh-huh. at the end of the day. Well, I'll no, give you, I'll here, give you that, it, yeah. No, they absolutely do. Regardless of where in the world, you know, police officers, no matter how good they are, they don't like to be told they're wrong. So, you know, they, they, they don't like it. You know, I've seen, always I've seen Hot Fuzz, Graham. I know what happens in the UK, too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you guys have a total, like, you know, satanic devil cult that the local fuzz is covering. <laughs> it's for the greater good, Chris. It's for the greater good. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm actually really excited that you ended up liking it because you were so – you just you, you seem like you just weren't feeling it. And I just thought that, you know, it, you know it's like when – 
you like something and you think your friend would like it and they, they truly don't. don't, it like kind of <laughs> bums you out. I'm like, no, Graham's great dude. He's What's got great What's wrong with days. that guy? Like, I was like excited to you of all people because I'm like, oh, he's going to have a thousand opinions. He's going to freak out. And then you're like, dude, I'm not feeling. I'm like, you watching the wrong? <laughs> what the fuck are you watching? Downtown Abbey? You know what I mean? <laughs> Not your porno collection, no. <laughs> Another downtown Abbey reference. <laughs> that's that's for those following the drinking game. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, great. Well, Graham, um, wonderful. We got your input on making a murder. Uh, next up, give us a uh, touch base on Star Wars because yeah. we you were fanatical about it. Is that fair to say? I mean, I I I've always throughout my life, I'll be honest, I've been a bit more sided towards Trek. Like Dan, I mean, you know, I love Star Wars. I just kind of like Star Trek that little bit more. Make it. So. I'm now fully Wars. <laughs> after after the last one, I'm sorry, they just pulled down Star Trek's pants and just you know, spanked away. <laughs> it's just, I, it's everything I wanted from a Star Wars. Because I mean, I didn't grow up. I got the prequels. Is my Star Wars film? Uh, they were meant to be mine. Uh, you know, they were my generations. So a few years younger than you guys. Yeah. They were meant to be mine and. <laughs> Fuck them. Just yeah. fuck the prequels. So no, this no one, no one here is going to argue that. Mm. Yeah, so, so these ones come around and you just think, ah, uh, you know, you build it up because, you know, you don't want to be let down, but you've been let down before and yeah. you're just thinking, if this is it, I'm out. You know, if they can't do this, I haven't been given, you know, it, they're never going to get it back. But they did. J.J. Abrams is a freaking genius. At the end of the day, you know I, mean, what? I don't like everything that he does. I'm not one of those disciples that think everything he touches is magic, but he he really hit a home run with Star Wars. I think you're right. And you made an interesting point, Graham. Generationally speaking, you are a little younger and you were very much the prequels are sort of like pushed to your generation. What's interesting about this new one is I felt like they gave love to Dan and I who come from the originals and people even older than Dan and I yeah, who come yeah, from yeah. the originals. They gave love to you from the people that come from the prequels and they gave love to to that newer generation, the young kids that are watching all the cartoons and the droid shows and the yeah. rebels, like the, everybody yeah. got something. The, the, they, well, they have to because they need 30 more years of revenue from people buying everything Star Wars, mm. which now that Disney owns it is going to happen. But they didn't abandon one of us. They you know? didn't. They didn't abandon anybody. And they really did. And J.J. Abrams, I think, is is deserving of all the accolades he's getting for this. He made Star Wars for the fans. He didn't make a Star Wars for Lucas. Obviously, he didn't make a Star Wars for the studios. Obviously, they're happy with it, but he made the movie that the fans wanted to see. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, it, it, it was like a, a soft... Well, I wouldn't Even if it was episode it was four all reboot, over again. But, I mean, it was... You know, there are similarities to New Hope. There's a lot of them, but they did that deliberately because the first one grabbed so much attention. They thought, we have to go back to that. You know, well, that's what... I mean, it's also... Know, it's the same story. Yeah, pretty but, much. Yeah, it, it is. It it, I think a soft reboot is an apt title. Or an after description. Yeah, I'd say in the, you know, in the, you know, the characters, you know, these are my characters now. These are, you know, these are my Luke and Leia and Han and stuff. Well, not, you know, God rest his soul. We've gone past spoilers now. It's kind of almost February. It's January. It's fine. Yeah, fuck somebody if they don't know. They haven't seen that yet. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I only know one person that still hasn't seen it yet. And so that's... Grant, how many times, how many times did you see it? Because you seem to be really, really excited about it. I, I did the Dodson. I watched it um, midnight showing in IMAX. I went up to Leeds uh, with Ben and a few friends, and you know we we did the midnight showings in IMAX, and it was great. And then I couldn't sleep when I drove home, uh, so I went 10 a.m. the next morning. Okay, so uh, answer me this. Because I needed to watch it again. <laughs> I I definitely 
even for most movies, understand a second watching, you you see things you don't see the first time because you are aware of the story. You pick up different cues. Yeah. The third time, maybe some of that too. What's it like on the seventh time? Like, <laughs> what are you what are you picking up? We've got to the point now where I think I I think I've seen it five times now, and by the fifth time, um, it was for a friend's birthday. I think it was Ben's again actually. And it was a case of I watched it for the fifth time and I didn't pick up anything new from it. And that's when I thought, I'm done now. Pure no, enjoyment. Up, that's... Yeah. Up until then, I was still getting little tidbits. That's an Even if they were the minutest things, I was going, holy crap, I missed that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, hey, isn't that a nice little throwback, you know? That's an interesting point. Like the, little, um... the little what? Go, Graham. Oh, what? sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, thought, yeah, I thought I lost you then. Sorry. Uh... No, the, the little ball from the, the like the, the you know New Hope when he's training with his lightsaber on the Falcon. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. He just picks that. You know, he's looking for a bandage for Chewie or something, Finn, and he just picks it up, looks at it, like, and tosses it away. Yeah, just stuff like that. I was Little just like, I was picking, and there's loads of that. And it I mean, took, took you five um, watches to see that. Yeah, I got. I saw. <laughs> I saw it once and actually saw that. Yeah, <laughs> do need to see. Yeah, that, like, yeah. It, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, it, it was so, like I say, well made and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say the thing is now I I I desperately wanted Ray to be the hero of it. I thought it's about time. You know, I'm I'm not a big feminist guy. I, you know, it's just a case that I thought it would be nice to have a female protagonist. And once again, we'd like to say that all <laughs> thoughts and guests on Fresh Talk are not the views of Dan and Chris. Um, wonderful, Graham. So, um, back to your uh, inner space misogynist. Uh, what is <laughs> no? Um, I like feminine. I'm good with it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I know you love you. Lo- in any yeah. galaxy, it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, but you I, I just I, you know, I really wanted her to be the, the the you know just to make it a twist and they, mm-hmm. you know the the marketing it kind of led you astray from that and you know you go in without any spoilers for the first time ever, which Fair. obviously helps. Fair. In the minute that it flies into, you know, the lightsaber pulls out the stone flies into Randy. I, I got chills. I was just like, shit. That's awesome. Let me ask this you this, This is Grant. my Star Wars. This do is you, it. This is the moment. Do you think um, you were a huge uh, proponent of Guardians of the Galaxy? You absolutely, you were such a, a, a mouthpiece for that film. You adored it. You loved it. You thought it was the best picture of the year. And I thought it was really, really incredible too. Fabulous. But sci-fi always, especially fun sci-fi, always get screwed when it comes to awards and accolades. It makes all the money at the box office. Yeah. Do you think that, um, in your opinion, Star Wars should be nominated for Best Picture like you thought Guardians of the Galaxy should be? Yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, are you going through my past rants on Twitter or something? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. It I, may or may not be up on the screen right now. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, I don't understand how they keep on, you know, going for the niche when it comes to the Oscars. I mean, you know, it's not like you deserve to have it if you're, you know, a you know, runaway blockbuster anyway. But, I mean, this film, when films get a clit- a cr- critically acclaimed and also publicly acclaimed, why the hell are they not in there? I mean, let's say Birdman. I, I like Birdman. That was a massive thing last year. I knew so many people that were just not into it. They just didn't like it. And it was too arty for them or, you know, it was a bit slow or... They just didn't get it. And you're just thinking, well, that's lauded by the critics only on that's, mass. That's I why mean, they have I'm... the People's Choice Awards. Because as we all know, Graham, the people don't know what's best for everybody. That's why we have Electoral College in the States where you don't actually vote for president. You don't pick the best in anything. The people that know better pick for you. 
Yeah. They don't know better than me, though. I'm a genius. I'm a voice of a generation. Fuck <laughs> I, mean, I like I, to refer to you, Graham, as the silent voice of a generation. <laughs> um, Graham. Say, it's just one of these things where, like, say, Avatar. Avatar got all the awards and all the acclaim. Ugh. That was just a Fern Gully ripoff. Fuck Avatar. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, was. I didn't like Avatar. It was better looking, but it was, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, it was great. Avatar with, sorry, machine guns. Fern cool. Gully with machine guns. It's just like, ugh. Oh. Okay, Graham, well, a couple, couple more quick ones for you to, to reach Go back on, on some recent topics. Talk to us about what the U.K., how they're perceiving Donald Trump. Are, is, is that is that crossing over? Like, in the States, it's it's kind of turned into a – first off, he's Donald. leading the Republican polls in a big way, um, and he's just a super celebrity, and people either despise him or apparently there's people out there that love him. What's his perception over in the U.K.? Is, is there any impact yet? Are people, like, starting oh, to think, like, holy shit, is that guy going to be running America? I mean, he's around. I mean, you know, there's whenever he comes out with something – you know, it's not day-to-day coverage, but as soon as he opens his trap about you know something really controversial, it kind of makes its way over, like his you know, uh, you know, ban all Muslims from going into the, you know the U.S. or whatever and uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, that I think there was a petition. I think I signed it. Um, no, there was. A uh, we wanted to ban Donald Trump from entering the U.K. Oh, that's for, cool. On hate hate grounds or something. I also saw um, a lot of people posting like, "Why are we wasting our time on this bullshit?" Yeah, um, and he, I think. I think that's the last we heard of him because he was a case of if you ban me, I'm going to take two million out of Scotland because he built a fancy golf course or something mm-hmm. wherever his parents came from because you know he's an immigrant. Yeah, ironically, no something. Yeah, you, you, you get, the Scots gave us this problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you seen his hair? Thanks, that, William that, Wallace. That's, that's Scotland's problem, bitch. is what that is. <laughs> but it's just so. Oh, that's great. Graham just referred to Donald Trump's hair as Scotland's problem. <laughs> That's amazing. They gave it to us. I swear to God. Once again, the views of guests on Fresh Talk are not necessarily (laughs) represented by Yeah, If you ever wanted to know what happened to the gopher in Caddyshack (laughs) after the explosion, it landed on his head, dead, pretty much, is what happened. So, I mean... So, but but, but people aren't freaking out over there. There's not, like, an air of, like, Jesus, that guy going to be running the United States? I mean... Because I, I feel like that air is starting to slowly creep here in the States. I mean, he's covered like crazy. He's all over the news, everything he does. But people are really starting to worry about, like, wait, not, wh- what's going on? How does this guy still have that party's nomination, you know? Well, I, I just, don't know. I mean, we've got the stiff upper lip over here, you know, and carry on regardless. We, we've just not stopped being shocked by America, I think, at this point. We just think anything's fair game with you lot, you know? <laughs> It's, I, we just don't know what the hell you're going to do next, basically. Says the country you know? that invented cricket. Yeah. Leave cricket alone. <laughs> That's unfair when you have gun laws like you do. Don't don't bring Not cricket. in support don't of those either. Don't bring demons to me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> we also do have Oprah Winifrey. Winifrey? Winifrey? Is yes. she? Is she good? <laughs> Go watch the movie again. Uh, wow. uh, so, so is, I don't know. it. I don't think we're too worried. I think if it gets to the election stage and it's going to be between him and whoever else. Um, then, like, if he's, like, one. Then, then yeah, if he's the one that's going forward, then we panic, I think. Um, yeah. It might be time to reclaim the colonies at that point because yeah. you fucked it up so bad. That's fair. Maybe one of those, what, what do they call them, the turncoats back in the day? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of those colonists that, like, join the redcoats, you know, to, like, you know. <laughs> Traitor or whatever they have the name for. I'll still be a brown goat. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great. Well, and and Graham, uh, you know, lastly, again, thank you, thank you for staying up late to test out our yeah, Skype. Thanks, man. We appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Um, talk to us about tunes, man. Is there anything uh, happening in the UK musically that we need to know about that uh, you know, our listeners should know about? Anything you're rocking or that's happening there that may not be happening here? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a bit behind on on music at the moment. Um, I've been listening to a band recently that I've been into. I mean, I guess it's my rave of the week. Um. I fight dragons. Uh, I've heard you mention them before. Yeah. What, what are no, they I, all about? Where are they been from? around? Um, it was when I was actually visiting uh, for Kai's wedding. Uh, when I was staying at John's house, uh, he was watching a program called The Goldbergs. Yes. I think it's like you know, 80s based sitcom or something really funny. I have not uh, seen that, but I've actually heard good things about it. I think it's clever. I think it, I it's very very it. clever. Yeah. Um, and the theme tune from that was very catchy and. I mean, really catchy to the point of I googled it, and this band came up called I Fight Dragons, and they're like a pop rock band with Nintendo backing, uh, you know, the old SNES backing kind of samples and stuff along those lines. Um, okay. You know, they have the controllers on stage to do all the, you know, to make the sounds go and all this stuff. I mean, really quirky, but real proper kind of pop rock, huh. just happy-go-lucky. It it's like. A cl- it's it's got the same vibe. I don't know. It's like soup, I guess, to a degree. You know that happy kind of you know outlook. But it's just you know it's just a little bit cleverer because they've got the stuff to branch out and make you go, oh bloody hell, that's you know that's interesting how they've done that or they've sampled that and so they, so they just they're, they're, they just really have an unfortunate name collision with Imagine Dragons then because that's all I think of. Yeah, my brain does go there when, when I hear I fight dragons and. You know that's fine, but we we had Hoobastank. We don't need another Hobastank. Yeah, exactly. I've met them. They're super nice guys. Yeah, they're, um, they're local dudes. It's fine. Yeah, so I think they turned up at Armand's one time when I was over there. Recording. Probably. Well, yeah, I think I fanboyed out. Goldie was not impressed. I think Goldie <laughs> was wanting to do um, some working with him or something, and as soon as they walked in, he was just like, "Hey, that's Hoobastank. You remember them?" And I kind of blurted out oh my god it's Hoobastank you know really loud so and it was just like that's when that's when you anymore. just stood up shut your eyes and belted for all to hear I'm not a perfect person <laughs> I wasn't too far I think uh, we all went to Bombay's afterwards and, I, and you've seen me when I'm drunk now um, I may have stumbled over to him at one point and said hey you guys were really cool what the fuck happened because they just disappeared over here it was like one single gone that was it we never heard from him again so that's fair may have gone. so mm-hmm. I, I don't think Goldie's happy with me with that I think I ruined his chances with Hoobastank to, jo- to join Hoobastank <laughs> yeah <laughs> But he was uh, angling for it, but now he's just that drunk British guy's friend. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Graham, hey, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining in, man. It's it's always good to hear from you. You're always welcome on the podcast, and um, we're glad that we were able to test our uh, Skype with uh, you, of all people. Yeah. I can't believe you're still having me back. I mean, you know. No. Oh, no, this isn't going to be aired or anything. This <laughs> no, is just referred <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll listen back, and if, you, if, if we feel that you have not entertained us properly, we'll dump this cast so no one can hear it, you know. <laughs> Well, just before, uh, I've got, um, you know, Amy Trenter from Ipswich. Yeah, of course. Hi, Amy. Yeah, um, she, she said, uh, when I said I might be on, um, she's decided, um, you're on about the drinking game before, uh, she's decided to play Fresh Talk Bingo. Fresh um, Talk Bingo. To which she's lit in, she, she actually texts me 
eight things she assumed would happen. Um, so I, I promised I'd go through these just to make sure. Okay. Uh, they asked. Oh how wait, I wait, was. wait. So you knew about them? Because that's kind of cheating. Yeah. Could you? No, set no. Us I, up? I, I, I took a screenshot and put it to one side and said I'll bring it up at the end. So yeah, um, right. I just yeah, what right. the hell's going on? Okay. So number one, they asked how you are. That happened. Oh well, yes. Jesus. Well, yeah. So they one, spoke. Then, uh, we talk about football in England too. Yeah, done that. <laughs> Uh, they will accuse you of moaning and will pick up on moaning tweets. Hasn't happened, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, see, I was ready to go after you, but you loved making a murderer. So suddenly <laughs> it was like, oh, we'll back off, you know. <laughs> uh, Chris will talk about his latest obsession with TV or movies. Revenant, I guess. Well, that was actually Dan. Dan no, did the Revenant. Yeah. That was my pick. Well, but you know what? I did talk about a riff tracks and going to see that. So That's uh, true. Okay. I wouldn't call it your latest Maybe. obsession. Not yeah, my latest obsession. Okay. Uh, number five, I will say something controversial. Yeah, did that. Um, yes, offended you... America. <laughs> uh, uh, number six, Dan will back you, but will give a science-based answer to it. Oh, a nuisance uh, answer. That didn't happen. Nope, I, I was just in the wrong. He didn't back your blatant <laughs> racism. No. Well, scientifically, Graham, it's okay to hate the whites. Yeah, it's okay to hate Scotland. Place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number seven, someone will mention something that happened on tour the one time. No, didn't have any no, tour stories. I don't think we went there. No, no tour stories, no. Uh, number eight, I will rant. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a given. So there's a few there. She did a and good job. That's, that's continue. She's a pretty pretty astute, fresh talk listener. Yeah. So that's the We're apparently game, incredibly we repetitive. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. This one time on tour, and Dan's like, well, if the sun was up instead of the moon, we'd probably have been able to cool them beers down. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm not sure about your anti-science, J-Man. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not saying did quite well. Prophecy I'm, dictates always, always one day he will be born. The anti-science. <laughs> well, hey Graham, uh, best uh, give our love to your family as always, and yeah. uh, we, we really hope to see you soon, man. Miss you, and you're always welcome here anytime you want to thaw out because you're probably pretty cold sitting in that car all night. You have no idea. I can't feel my feet anymore. It was and 75 that could be degrees I'm here almost today. Almost diabetic, but I mean, it could be. I'm guessing yeah. it's the cold this time. Graham, um, really quick, uh, where can people find you if they enjoy your your uh, patented brand of comedy and want to follow you online, or if they care about uh, the Liverpool Football Club, or they love Star Wars, or they have making murder theories? Where can they find you and talk to you? Uh, Twitter would be the best bet, and it's at Big Pile of Graham, but it's spelt the Scottish way, believe it or not, after all that. Spell it out for him. It's the uh, G-R-A-E-M-E. Big Pile of Graham. Yeah, Graham. in the most retarded way possible. I mean, because damn Graham it. of Thrones was taken. And then you just defended yeah, everyone of, again. Graham of Thrones is Instagram, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm trying to get into that. But it That's just... a good one. Um, And last but not least, you mentioned uh, that AMFX may be making a return after you guys retired uh, last year. Well, it, was, it, it just got to the stage where, you know, when you, I've spoke to you about it, but long story short, it's a case of you were you fried, just swim man. against you, the current yeah. so long. Yeah, you, you guys were beating your head up against the wall so bad and the music industry such a mess and you were abandoned at a wrong time that you just you needed the break, right? I mean, you, you were fried. Yeah, we, we got to say, I, I, I lost my love for it. Because, um, like you say, when you put so much time and money into something and you can't, you know, we, we can't, eat, you know, we, we do our own tours off our own back and stuff like that, but we're still not getting offered shows outside of like our 20 mile radius at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're not getting any openings for any tour or anything like that, no matter how, how much I try and pester on, on Facebook with bands I know. Uh, so it was just a case of I kind of lost the love for it. Um, the guys kind of understood it and then it 
turned out that we've decided now we're just going to, instead of throwing money at it constantly to get nowhere, we're just going to set up a little home studio in my garage and just record whenever we can. Like and, and just nice. release music, kind of, and just, you know, it's not like we were aiming for a dream. You know, it's not like, oh, we wanted to be famous. We wanted the jets and the pools and the girls or anything like that. It was just a case. That has been around for like 30 years. I was going to say. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, we, we were never getting to that state. It, that, that was never the goal anyway, but it's just a case of, you know, to record, it's £160 a day plus your living accommodations if you go to the studio that we went to. So, you know, we everything was just more money and, you know, band members were moving in with their girlfriends to their first house and, you know, other girlfriends were turning up and it was just, you know, we didn't have time or the money to we, that's really bad form. keep going the way we were. So we've kind of pulled back and said, even if the, you know, the quality of our recordings isn't great anymore or, you know, top notch, we're going to still get it and work on it ourselves until we're happy to put it out. So, you know, it it's a semi kind of retired basis now i guess the band um not like we were doing a lot no, you know, but it sounds like you guys are going to uh, do some writing and some recording and you're going to build a bit of a studio and kind of do some uh still have some music out there yeah pretty much i, I say, think that's just great gig, yeah whenever you know say i can't i did try i, I really died because i just lost my way with it but they, they just turned around the band and said no you can't we're not allowing you to leave. We're not allowing you to stop. Yeah, man, so I, I, I like that, dude. You you are somebody that really believes in all facets of music, and it's very much part of who you are. So you're the type of guy that always needs to be making music one way or another. So I think you made the right decision. Not sure, man. No, and you can, we'll, and you we'll can get creative now, too. You guys can have fun and try different sounds and experiment with stuff. And, you know, you can oh, yeah, maybe go outside the box a little. And you personally can do some solo stuff instead of necessarily having to have this AMFX pop punk sound or die, you know? Yeah, same with uh, Armand Gummit. We really, um, I've been listening to the uh, the latest Punchline record, um, and considering you know we, we don't have the drum mics at the moment, you know we've been doing a little bit of dabbling, of recording anyway, and because we don't have the drum mics, we can't record drums. So, listening to Punchline, we've just put, you know, we've taken a little bit of their style just to get used to the equipment and the recording process, and it's sounding a little different as well. well I mean, nobody knows what real drums sound like but... anymore. So. That's true. You're in luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, like, great timing. Nobody actually does real drums anymore, so no one will notice <laughs> if you have fake it's ones. It's fine. You know? <laughs> so, no, I say, it, it, I mean, it's not a complete punchline rip-off at the moment until we get the drum mics, but I say we're still learning, and obviously because of that, you know, we've changed a few things, so we're, we're going to try and put out the Blink record that they never did, pretty much, I think, is the plan. We're going to be the pop-punk band that matures, but cool. doesn't suck and have Tom DeLonge in it. You gonna call call the record? Take off your pants and whack it. <laughs> That's an Why original. Not? Why not? <laughs> All right, Graham. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us, Graham. Uh, keep us posted on everything. Keep in touch, and we will also be sure to uh, tell the world when there's some new AMFX music uh, out there to listen to. Yay! And somebody get married so I can come back out again. I, I miss you guys. All right, brother. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Say hi to everyone for me. Bye. And there he goes, Dan. There it is. Graham is off. But it works. We did it. That we was the it. whole point. We did it. That was the whole point. Graham was kind enough to test it out for us. We can now have guests. We can now have callers. We can now be live. And, and essentially, if we need to touch base with somebody and talk some smack, we can do it. We can do it. I'm excited. I'm excited to go through the phone and see, start lining up some people to speak to. Go through the phone book. 
go through the phone book. Cool. Well, hey, a uh, bit of a long one, Dan, but again, we were working on a lot of technical issues. Graham was happy enough to, uh, or cool enough to help us out with those. So as always, folks, thank you very much for listening. Expect more interviews in the near future. Expect the big episode 100 jubilee five episodes from now spread the word let people know we're doing this let them know that the podcast fresh talk lives and is stronger and more powerful than ever and if we strike if you strike us down we will come back even more powerful come back more powerful than you could possibly imagine i can imagine a lot <laughs> <laughs> Graham, take us out cue that skypey bossa nova stuff <laughs>